All right, guys, before we start this week's episode, which is going to be fun, it's going to be exciting. Woohoo! Um, we've, we've actually had people talking to us on Facebook. We've had people listening to our podcast, which is very exciting, especially when I didn't think we'd have anybody listening to oh, it. But, um, some of the content is good. Oh, shucks. You're fishing. I'm, I'm fishing there, aren't I? I'm definitely fishing. Look, uh, I, we've, it's been so much fun. Like, we've, uh, people have been interacting and, and telling us stuff about what they would like to see. Certain people uh, have been uh, basically pushing themselves onto John to get more Harrison Ford stuff. Stop it, please. Emma, stop it. No, leave okay. them alone. These are my people. <laughs> no, we don't need more Harrison Ford stuff. Um, Come over to <laughs> Team HF and stay a while. Listen, uh, one of the exciting things that came up um, this week, one of our subscribers, uh, Ravana, she brought to our attention that there's been some changes to the lineup for the Batman movie coming out with Matt Reeves. Interesting, interesting take. So, we had Jeremy Irons as Alfred, but it turns out Andy Serkis, who we had in an undefined role, is actually taking on the role of Alfred, which I dig. I dig it a no, lot. I like it. He's I like, like it this- like no, rough. I can see him as a classy guy. Well, yeah, but he's also like a rough Green Beret type, you know, and, and part of Alfred's his back history is that he was a Green Beret. So, I could see him as like, you know, kind of stiff up a lip, but also has this kind of rough and tumble side. Particularly if you're playing a younger Batman, I think it's cool to have a more gruff and actionable Al Alfred. So that's really cool. Now, I, I he definitely looks good in a monkey suit. See, I'm, I'm making a Planet of the Apes joke there with the tuxedo <laughs> and the monkey. He'll be all CGI. CGI Alfred. Uh, he's wearing a different type of monkey suit. Definitely. Um, the other the other casting news was Colin Farrell. Um, and the rumours for Colin Farrell is that he's up for playing the Penguin part. Now, previously, we when we recorded, um, Jonah Hill was up for that for that part. Two very very different actors with two very very different styles. What are your What are your takes? What do you feel about Colin? No, no. You know what? I'm saying, give him a chance. Have you guys not seen Fright Night? He played a a vampire in that. That's actually a pretty good remake. Actually, Fright Night. Check that out. But, uh, no, I'm curious to see how it pans out. Lachlan, I feel that you are on the same page as me. Yeah, he he, he doesn't have the right physicality, I think. I mean, I know in Gotham, um, the Penguin in Gotham has, you know, he's a very skinny Gotham and we need to get the idea of Danny DeVito out of our heads. But but he doesn't have that weaseliness or that, you know, verboseness. He, I, I can't mm. see Colin Farrell in this role at all. No. Look, can I just remind you guys, remember when Heath Ledger was announced and everyone was like, yeah. Ugh. That's true. That's true. I would actually like to see Colin Farrell as a Deacon Blackfire, which is another Batman character who is like a crazy preacher, um, which I think mm. Colin Farrell would play really, really well. But um, listen, yeah, um, thank you very much to Ravana for bringing that to our attention. Um, another, another listener of the podcast, Lawrence, and a close friend of ours, he sent me a script for Uncharted. Um, but the, this is the script that was meant for Marky Mark Wahlberg, um, and it was written by David O. Russell, and it's like one of the sort of back 2010-2011. Yeah, I think this is like the first script that they came up with. I know there's been more scripts since, but I think this is the only one we could find. Yeah, yeah. And look, it, I, I took the time to read it, and we're going to post a link of it up onto our Facebook page uh, and Instagram just uh, so people get a chance to read it as well. I 
I loathed it. <laughs> I thought mm. it was so bad. <laughs> and I can understand why it's been in developmental hell for so long, because they just do not get the character right. They kind of make him a little bit of a an asshole, but in, in not a charismatic way. No. Um, and there is absolutely no way that I could have seen Marky Mark playing this character in that script. In my head, I kept seeing Nathan Fillion back then, like 2009 Nathan Fillion as that character. But even then, it was just too snarky and too, like, kill heavy. Like, he kills absolutely everyone he sees. And I know that he does that in the video games. But you don't get that sense of him being, like, a cold-hearted killer. And they kind of drive home that fact in the script, which made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I didn't like it. I'm sticking to my guns. Nolan North, the only man that should play Nathan Drake. I'm sticking by that. Outside of fan fiction, I want nothing to do with this movie. I mean, that poster. I'm printing that out, putting that above my bed. I'm just going to jump in here over the top of John. Um, uh, (laughs) No, the script was horrible. And even the first first opening pages was just disgusting. I mean, the the Sir Francis Drake scene where he's using a lot of contemporary language. It was like they didn't know what the film was at all. And yeah, and Sullivan was, Sullivan was like a nothingness character. It was- A nasty character too. Yeah. Very nasty character. Um, So, if you get a chance, have a bit of a read through the script. It is quite interesting, particularly if you're a bit of a film buff. Um, The other thing that I will say, like, because it just blew my mind away, and I understand that, like, people write scripts in different ways. Quentin Tarantino's original Pulp Fiction script is apparently just full of, like, uh, uh, spelling mistakes and everything like that. But within the first, I think, two or three pages, they describe um, Sir Francis Bacon, I was about to say, Sir Francis Drake. As calm as a cucumber. I've never That's seen a calm weird. cucumber. I've, they always seem quite panicked to me. Um, no. Possibly the fear of being eaten. Very aroused. And very aroused. <laughs> Wait, am I thinking of eggplants? And- I don't know. I get my vegetables mixed up. On that note, thank you very much to everybody who's been interacting with us on the social medias. We really do appreciate it. We'd love to hear more from you. Hopefully, tonight's episode is one that you'll get really passionate about, and we'll be talking about that uh, tomorrow when you when you jump on the, the social medias. The future of mankind is being guided behind closed doors. Since we're all strangers to each other, let's get acquainted with the drink, shall we? Explode the sunlight here, gentlemen. You explode the universe. They're coming for you, Barbara. You mean the kind from up there? Yes, it does seem strange, but it's nice and solid. This could only happen because the electrode ray is off. Their evil bodies turn the strongest man into jelly. Then your party will really begin. Didn't have anything for breakfast but two raw eggs and a mug of honey. I've got to tell you guys, I have... <laughs> I've got I've got a secret. Well, not a secret, because um, my, my partner Emma knows this very well. But uh, I knew we were doing Robin Hood this week, and so... Spill it, Doug. All week, I have had Brian Adams in my head. You know the song? Like, oh, yeah. What a secret. <laughs> I do it for you. Because... Kevin Costner. Man, that's a lot to carry around for I know, a week. man. I, it, it was on my <laughs> yes. chest, but Kevin Costner is my Robin Hood. He is my okay. Robin Hood. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Why? Costner. I, I think like just being at that young age when I saw him and like having him and Morgan Freeman and Morgan Freeman being Morgan Freeman, the wise version of himself- um, just, yeah, it spoke volumes to me, man. I don't remember much of the movie, to be honest. Just that song. 
uh, and also Hans Gruber being the villain. So, you know what really bothered me about that movie, Doug, was the accents. <laughs> I like, I like my Robin Williams with the British accent, and then Sean Connery turns up in the end, and he's got his heavy Sean Connery Scottish accent going on, going, "I'm Sean Connery." This is all you're getting. You're getting nothing else. <laughs> so you you like historical accuracy in your interpretations of Robin Hood. But of course. What, how did you feel about last year's Robin Hood? Oh, there was a, a Robin Hood last year. I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might. No, good answer. Looking good at answer, the box John. office, I don't think anybody did. Um, no. Yes, yes. Yeah, did anyone actually see that? Did that play? Or was it just... I haven't seen I'd it. I'd love but... to be the projectionist that night, like... No, me neither. No one has. Early night. <laughs> I don't think anybody saw it. <laughs> I, I I know that it got. I'm now, sure it someone has. Was it? It wasn't directed by. Um, I was going to say David Fincher, but that's not right. Um, oh, the guy Guy Ritchie. Uh, no. Yeah. You you're going to say no, Guy, guy Ritchie. Ritchie did King Arthur. Yeah, yeah, and that's the problem. Everyone was like, uh, "Oh, King Arthur sucked. This is going to suck." But it wasn't. It was someone completely different masquerading as Guy Ritchie. So I mixed up my mm. mythological characters. Obviously, yeah. So King yeah. Arthur was done by Guy Ritchie. Okay, cool. Mm. Um, so like I guess getting into to um Robin Hood and and him as a character, it's interesting because he he has been so diverse and he has been a staple since like film was created. That's pretty. Like, you, there's only you know what, Doug, this is this is all this is all really good stuff. But before we we get really into it, should we just take a little look back at Mr. Robin Hood? Hello, I'm Hood. The story of Robin Hood dates back to the early 1500s. So you'll be Robin Hood, then. Robin Hood. They're making songs about you and your merry men. Monsieur <laughs> <laughs> down. Tales of the suave and charismatic charmer in the jade green tights were told far and wide and have survived to be one of the most prolific characters to be interpreted in film and television. Rise and rise again. The exact origin of the character is still a contentious issue and up for debate over 500 years later. What are you waiting for? Get on with it! What we do know is that Robin had a large cast of supporting players, including Little John. Are we good guys or bad guys? Friar Tuck and Maid Marian. I'd do it again if you killed me for it. Who spent most of their time trying to outwit and undermine the evil Sheriff of Nottingham and King John. What a pity her manners don't match her looks, Your Highness. The tyrants were currently ruling over England while the true king was off protecting some religious memorabilia that Indiana Jones would likely steal at a later date. That belongs in a museum! For over 80 years, the character has been played by some notable actors such as the swashbuckling Australian homeboy, Errol Flynn. What's the matter, Gisborne? Run out of hangings? Other actors include Sean Connery. He was my king. John Cleese. Charlie, good day. Kevin Costner. The sheriff calls us outlaw, but I say we are free. Carrie Ouls. Unlike some other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. Russell Crowe. Liberty by law. And most recently, Taryn Edgerton in 2018. When do I actually get to, you know, steal? And we're back. Oh, I'm so sorry for interrupting you, Doug. You were on such a spiel there. Please carry on. You were talking about how great Robin Hood was and the history of it. Well, I just think it's interesting that he is a character that has, like, I mean, there's only a few characters that I can think of that have really lasted the test of time in terms of cinematic history. But I mean, like, Errol Flynn back in the 1930s was like a classic Man. Robin Hood. Have you guys seen that movie? For like a 1930s movie, it is top class. Like it I, is. I watched it recently 
and that d- it that felt a lot better charming. than a lot of the movies I've seen recently. He yeah. is. Yeah. I mm. fell in love. Yes. And then I looked up like recent pictures of him and he was decomposed and I was a bit upset. I didn't realize oh, how old he was. Awkward. <laughs> but um, yeah. like, th- these were, when I find this difficult to masturbate to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, oh. yeah he's, he's an Australian as well, which is pretty cool. Like I like to think that most charming people are Australian in their heart of hearts. Um, actually, a lot Amen, of- brother. That we got a lot of Australians that have done it, really, because you've got Russell Crowe as well. That's not a lot, yeah. but that's two. It's so, but that's a lot isn't for Russell Crowe, New Zealand. Yeah, is oh, he, sorry, is John? he from New Zealand? Russell Crowe isn't hey, Russell hey, Crowe hey, New hey. Zealand? New Zealand is Australia as far as the rest of the world is concerned. Well, as far okay? as Hollywood, we just, as far as Hollywood's as concerned, much greatness. Yeah, like Sam Neil. No, Sam Neil's yep. Australian, isn't he? Yeah, that's mm. a, yeah, mm. good point. And we can have Sam Neil. Yeah. We have to have Sam Neil. Um, we, so, uh, we've got no one really. No, that's no, that's not yeah. true. Um, we've got Margot Robbie. We do have Margot we Robbie. We do have Margot, yeah. <laughs> um, we got very naked and very famous. That's that's the way to the top. Not, that, not to say, she, well, not to say that she's not talented. I'm just saying. Um, I tried out for the same yes. role. It didn't go as well, unfortunately, man. Me too. And you know what, awkward. man? It's because I, I think I didn't shave my parts and that was why. Mm. Too much bush. Yeah. Didn't shave your parts. Back to Robin Hood. Lines. Um, yes. So-, so my question to <laughs> you guys, I want to pose the question Can you of- see that audition process? Like all I'm thinking of that, like Silence of the Lamb, like, would you f*** me? I'd f*** me. Come on, Martin Scorsese. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. Oh, dear. And, and Lachlan's lost the plot there. He's- He's, so, uh, uh, Robin Hood uh, for, was first <laughs> mentioned in 1377. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I, I think this is a really interesting character because, like, it, it's the first kind of, like, gen- general character that we've sort of talked about. Um, and he's a pretty versatile character as well because he is, like, a word-of-mouth storyteller character that's been passed down from generation to generation. He's a, he's a mischievous character, so it's not like mm-hmm. he's doing bad things, but he's doing them for a good reason. And I think that um, we we like characters like that because we, we love to live dangerously. We love to think of the things that... Like, everybody's walked past a bank at one time and said, I could rob that if I wanted to. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> but, um, I'm, ho- um, I- I'm hoping that's just you and a minority. But yeah, it's that's a very interesting point. Is especially because I did a lot of reading about the actual literature around this because you know that's okay. the n- nerdy person I am. But um, nerd, thank you, John. <laughs> um, that's high school all over again. Um, <laughs> actually, hey, buddy, did you get a lot of the nerd? Actually, yeah. Um, but it, what's really interesting is that nobody can agree about. Uh, there's there's just as much controversy over uh, his life. In fact, we've got more details about uh, Jesus's life than there is about Robin Hood. And well, it's still and, contentious whether he was a real person or not. That's exactly right. But one yeah. of the really interesting theories they have is that it's that it wasn't one person. That Robin Hood wasn't one person. It was a series of people that and it was sort of like the name they gave to criminals was Lachlan, this. Are was you this telling Robin me Hood. that he was the early version of James Bond? 
Uh, he was the early version that, of 007, is what you're saying. That did that did come to my mind, like because some <laughs> of, some of the stories, like the only story that they can confirm, because it appears in like three different books of the time, is a story where where a guy called Robin and a guy called John uh, are standing on the roof of a monastery, and they both go, "Hey, I reckon I could hit that apple grove over there," and they're like, "Yeah, right, you're on." And they both fire arrows. And then the name of these these two fields that are very close to each other are called the Robin Hood Close and, and Little John Close. So, that's the only thing that they've got is is this uh, this archery, essentially a pissing contest between Robin and, and, and Little John. Much like James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very much like James Bond. Um, I would also go as far to say that maybe he would be like the first sort of iteration of like like comic book characters in a way because he is this like larger than life character with a list of supporting characters and he's facing up against his arch nemesis you know like it's got all of those tropes that you see now in modern day comic books like and i think that's interesting how we've taken these these stories and then developed them and changed the medium and and continued the growth and evolution of the way that we tell those stories so i think that's really cool yeah well i mean we have to we have to look at this especially because we are going to look at so many uh texts that are canon and part of our english culture is that this this was popular culture for their time like popular popular culture is anything that's popular in the culture at the time so robin hood was yeah. popular culture. They reference um, Robin Hood in, I'm going to get nerdy again, but they, in the Canterbury Tales, <laughs> in one of the Canterbury Tales, which is like the one of the earliest, longest poems we've got, it references one, I think it's the priest tale says, oh, I, I knew the, the rhymes about Robin Hood before I knew the rhymes about God. And like, so that's, Essentially, that, that so was that like issue one, basically, of Robin Hood is what you're saying. <laughs> it, it's I could just see like this really, this really fat, nerdy, like ye old bookstore, like oh yes, I've got myself an issue one of Robin Hood right here. Worst <laughs> book ever. Five um, dinars and six of your wives and a goat. Milady, please <laughs> give me that ham leg as soon as possible. Oh, I seem to have dropped my ham leg. Oh, blessed be. <laughs> and i was gonna say this like i i love the the information you're giving us but i was gonna say lachlan uh your english teacher is showing you might want to mm. cover that up oh a incredibly bit. so <laughs> I, I geeked out it's, so it's, bad about it like you know they say that there are only seven stories to tell um he would be one of those that that sort of anti-hero who is doing good and giving back to the people like it's it's almost like you've got jesus sort of Robin Hood and that's it's like that evolutionary leap towards what mm. we have now, which is really cool. So, um, Doug, basically what you're saying, of those seven <laughs> stories, Robin Hood's responsible for more like three or four of them, according to both of you. I think so. I mean, well, we, I think- Are I we th- giving this man enough credit? Should he be on our like bank notes? Should, well, he, <laughs> should we I be think- erecting more statues of him? I don't know. Are we yeah. doing enough? <laughs> John, you tell me, you tell me. But- um. I feel like it's a very dated tale. What do you guys think? Do you think it is a dated tale? Do you think that it, it can be livened up and reimagined? Or just, just sit down, man. Just listen to our pitches. I think we're going to convince you tonight or today or <laughs> whenever our intrepid listeners are listening to this that you are going to find Robin Hood really, really, really relevant. I mean, Fifty Shades of Hood, we could do that. There are just so many possibilities well, right now. Or we, or you we know what's really interesting? Yeah. I found I found this there there was a Robin Hood 2051 
What? This was actually the name of it. It was called... No, uh, no sorry. Nottingham 2051. It was Robin Hood and Little John want to deliver essential pharmacies in the third world. Robin Hood is played <laughs> by some guy called Tiziano Scroker. But I was like... And then there's another one called Splitting the Arrow, which is like a documentary crew enter the Sherwood Forest in search of a legend. So it's like a documentary of um, an actual Robin Hood. See? Exactly. I love how you guys did so much research. and Lachlan did lots of research. I went on with the intention of doing research and I found Robin Hood fan fiction <laughs> and just got... I, uh, oh, seriously, John, I John, went down the rabbit hole. Please tell me you've got something to share with us. Oh, well, no, no I'm saving it all. No, nothing that can be shared on a PG sort of level. <laughs> Are we PG well, anymore? Is this, is this I don't know if we're PG anymore. <laughs> I've dropped about eight F-bombs already. Are we going to have to those out with... What's over it? Well, in my household, <laughs> we replace them with fudges, so that's where we're going with it. Oh, I think okay. that'd be um, a great idea. That, actually, that-, that was the name of the uh, fan fiction I was reading: "Fudging Robin Hood." <laughs> <laughs> um, something on else. That note. Something, yeah, something yeah. else before we go is um, it's interesting how because when Russell Crowe um, and I forget it's I've had a mental blank uh, who directed it. Um, it was um, Ridley. The it, Russell it, it, Crowe. No, it was Ridley Scott. When when yeah. that came out, everyone was like, "Oh, this isn't Robin Hood. Like, why are we why are we doing this tale? Like, why is this being done like this? This isn't isn't Robin Hood." And in the research I've done, like, it's interesting that idea between um, what our expectation as an audience is as to what Robin Hood, the story of Robin Hood is, and what historically is Robin Hood is two different yeah. things. And it, and we, we even get that. And to come back to what you were saying before, Doug, about um, like <laughs> the popular culture and uh, about he was like what, what Marvel is to us now, it's, it's very similar in the fact like we get up in arms if a character is not portrayed the way we think they are. And then when, you know, somebody pulls out a comic and goes, actually, look, this is what- Batman like doesn't shoot people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but like one, a really good example of that is that nowhere in the original texts or original story does Maid Marian ever appear. She is not okay. part of the original. Shut up, nerd. Yeah. She's part of it. <laughs> she is not, and not until, not until much later um, it, did, did she enter into it. And she was a total construct. Essentially, it was fan fiction. Maid Marian mm. entered the Robin Hood through fan fiction. I can almost- I can Well, almost, otherwise it would have been a total sausage fest. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I can prove that because when you said total, I thought the next word out of your mouth was going to be babe. So- She's a babe. Well- my name hey, is John. This is Doug. This is Lachlan, and I just wanted to say this is the Never Showing. The Never Showing. I believe they call this the Never Showing. Welcome to the Never Showing podcast. Please continue to listen. We do all our own stunts. All right, so I'm entering the elevator for my particular pitch. Jumping into the elevator, my pitch. Uh, obviously, yeah, I'm having troubles trying to figure out ways of updating and making Robin Hood relevant. Um, I feel like in the past, it's failed like i think the 2018 movie tried to update it by being a big action movie like this big action set piece with things that didn't necessarily exist in that time but i think that's okay i don't think there's yeah, a but problem Doug, with you that. just you just said like uh, not long ago that this is the basis of 
pretty much all stories, so I'm surprised that you had trouble. That you're a creative guy, surely you could have come up with something. Well, I wanted a different. I wanted a fresh take on it, and yet I think it is an originator of a lot of stories. But that I think that's why we've evolved and moved on from those type of stories as well. So that's so the way that I wanted to look at it is, um, and I took a little inspiration from a film. I think it was around about 2004. Maybe I'm getting that completely wrong, but it was um, A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger. Yeah, Yeah, with Heath Ledger. I remember being a big fan of that movie. Yeah, and they brought in like a little bit of a modern sort of feel to it, which I thought was very, very cool. A lot of great actors in it and stuff like that. So I kind of wanted that feel to my movie, but I also wanted to mix that. I wanted to like, I I wanted to bend the genre of Robin Hood. Uh So my Robin Hood is- Wanted to Tarantino it a little bit. No, no, no. I wanted to go and Soderbergh it. I wanted to Ocean's Eleven, Robin Hood. Nice. That is my pitch. I want to- I hate that you went first. (laughs) I hate that you went first. Really? Okay, okay. Well- Oh, go on, Doug. Man, this is like the (laughs) third time this has happened on this podcast. This is the- Biggest stitch up, the but all right. Yeah, he before we start recording, he's like, "Oh, I must go first. So oh. yeah, now I know why. Go on, go on. Tell me what I've already written down. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think that's I think that's where it's cool because we know that Robin Hood is a charming character. We know that he's charismatic. We know that he's cunning. We know that he's smart. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to take that and put it into a little bit more of a relevance. I wanted to take a little bit more of the. Uh, the action set pieces out of it make it more of a high story. So, like, the, uh, if we're going to rob someone, let's rob them hard. My, mm-hmm. I, I've taken a little bit of more of a comedic tone to it, though. Like, it wouldn't be as, like, slick and sly as something like Ocean's Eleven. Mine would have more of that comedic, jokey feel of, like, a night's tale in it. <laughs> John's holding up... He's, John is so pissed at me. He's holding up his, like... You are literally... Documents. You He's are got literally like, reading my notepad right now. Does that, does that say notes. fudge you? It says <laughs> yeah. fudge you, I think, on that notepad. Yeah, <laughs> along with some really choice drawings. But um, so my movie would be directed by Adam McKay. So we're talking the guy who directed Talladega Nights, Step Brothers. Okay. Um, he also yeah. directed Vice. The Big Short. The Big Short. Yeah, oh, I love The Big Short. Thank you. I want it to be comedic. I want it to be I want it to be the heist movie, but I want it to be like a very comedic heist movie. I feel like there's a lot of mirth to be had in this story. So, <clears throat> when trying to cast my movie, I had a little bit of problem. I I I wanted someone who was charming. I wanted someone who was charismatic. I wanted someone there was a little bit George Clooney-ish, but I also wanted him to, to be British. I wanted to, Robin Hood to be British. Good. Now, I've chosen, like, I think you might be surprised by, by my choice. I've chosen Tom Hiddleston as my Robin Hood. Oh, I see it. I see <laughs> because, it. I don't. Well, I'm in love with Tom Hiddleston. I think he's an amazing actor. But I also wanted him to be charming. I wanted him to be witty. But I also think that Tom Hiddleston has the chops to be comedic. And I wanted to get that opportunity to, to see that. Um, I'll go through. I, I didn't. Obviously, there's a large crew that would be behind Robin Hood and his Merry Men. I've only picked out a mm-hmm. couple of the more famous ones. <clears throat> oh, of course you did. So, Little John. Um, I would have Tom Holland mm. as Little John. Uh, Friar Tuck. How does, have- how does that work? <laughs> so, 
Sorry, sorry. Well, I, he, just back up there. Tom he, Holland as Little John? He is little. Is he literally little? Is he's, that what you're going for? Well, I've, yeah, I've gone for he is actually little. Instead of being Little John, ironically, he is Little John unironically. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think that Tom Holland is also a character or an actor who I think has real good comedic chops. I think he is a very funny guy. And I think that, like, Tom Hiddleston and Tom Holland, that, that's a lot of charisma on the screen. To me, that's the British version of Clooney and Pitt. And then I would bring in Friar Tuck as John C. Riley. I would, um, I would have him hamming okay. it up. I would have him hamming it up. Just very, very quickly, I'll go through <laughs> my other choices. And I, I'm, I'm feeling your, I'm feeling your dis, I'm feeling your dislike of it. But let's, let's discuss this. Maid Mary and I'd have Emily Blunt. I just think she's fantastic. Um, oh yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I would have for the Sheriff of Nottingham and King Richard. I would have the ultimate British duo of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I would love to see those guys as bumbling bad guys. I think that would be just so much fun to watch. Which one's which? So the which sheriff, one's Richard, and which one? Oh no, which one's um, Prince John, and which one's the sheriff? Yeah. So oh yeah, yeah. So it's, they're the baddies, right? Yeah. Prince John would be Nick Frost um, as like this bumbling oafy type person, and Simon Pegg would be the sheriff of Nottingham trying to be the badass kind of like how like he does his like character in hot fuzz you know like that very mm. like serious character but is also really just kind of like it feels very deal like, with it you're a doctor it, i would <laughs> but i would have it i would have it as a very comedic film um i like i want it to very much play on that line of being a flat out comedy and a heist movie it would definitely be a lot funnier and a less sort of stylistic approach than Steven Soderbergh's Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it'd be Robin Hood and his Merry Men or his Merry Three Twelve Men or whatever it is. Um, and that would be my pitch for it. I think that I would I would love to see that movie. Come yeah. On. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I mean look, yeah, if I you want to, I, I mean, I, I think you're going to hear a lot of movies very similar um, that might just be as equally good. Hang on, I'm just going to research some people right now. Lachlan, <laughs> do some banter or something while I think of a new picture okay. idea because jerk I, face I stole mine. don't feel you guys were on board for my Tom Hiddleston. Oh, no, I, I like Tom Hiddleston. No. I like, I like your Tom no, Hiddleston. No, no, he's, he's lousy in bed, so I've been told. I, you know, and Robin Hood needs to be a, a good lover. And I just think Tom Hiddleston would be very selfish. Well, actually, John, if we go back to the 1377 text, uh, we can see that. uh, No, he doesn't. Um, But (laughs) I mean, because there's a reason Maid Marian doesn't come in until about 500 years later. That was the, the, the dirtiest dad pun I've ever heard. That's brilliant. Uh, Yeah, that that was bad. Um, yeah, so I like, pretty no, good, I like actually. Your, I, like, <laughs> I like your um, Tom Hiddleston. I don't like your Emily Blunt. Um, I don't think Emily Why? Blunt. Why Blunt? Because she's cast in everything as that character. Like, that's, like, I think. But she's, that's fair, but she's casted as that character for a reason. She is talented. And I, I think she is quite funny. I was trying to think of, okay, a different option that I've just thought of. Mm. Um, Waller yeah. Bridge from Fleabag. Have you ever have you heard oh, of the yeah. show Fleabag? Yeah, oh, should you? be good. <sighs> Do you oh, think you're really going with that? <laughs> no, I was going I'm, to say, I'm uh, sticking like, with like, Emily Blunt. Could... I'm sticking with Emily Blunt. It's okay. No, like um, uh, are these are these available to you? Like, are you watching me as I write these down? I've got, not, I've not got right. my spies I, everywhere. Actually, how good is Fleabag? I I've been I've been binge watching all of that. Seen it, it is such a good show. I have not Which seen it. Oh, get on it, man. Fleabag. How good is it? Yes, yes, it is good. Yeah. 
She's in a, she's in another UK show called Crashing, which is about squatters at a, like an abandoned hospital, and that's actually really very funny as well. I would I would definitely give that a watch. Like I'm I'm quite happy with my pitch. I'm gonna stick with my pitch. I'm gonna stick with my cast. Okay, so let's let's say I buy the casting for now. Um, okay. What's the actual uh, outline though? Because you've got just comedy heist. I mean, that could really mean anything, Doug. Can you give okay. us a little bit more detail, or is All that right. so? Is that it? Tom Hiddleston. Are you banking on star power? So Robin Hood comes back from like the crusades that he was doing with King Richard or whatever. He finds the land in disrepair. He is unhappy with what he sees. He calls on a bunch of his old peers, um, who are you know eccentric characters, all the lot of them. Um, and he starts uh, trying to help the local communities by by stealing from the rich and giving them to the poor. Realizes that this is all just chump change, that the real change needs to come from the dungeon vaults of Prince John. And that that's where it sort of falls into that heist movie where they have to sort of, they have to case the joint. They have to make their way in with a couple of like guards and stuff like that. Um, Maid Marion is kind of like their inside job girl. Like she's doing things from the inside. Um, meanwhile, Nick Frost and Sun Peg are like bumbling their way through it, trying to be like, trying to be ahead of the guys, but obviously just failing terribly. I mean, the idea of Tom Hiddleston being against like Nick Frost and Sun Peg just to me is hilarious. I just like the idea of someone that seems so cunning and witting so, and smart. So Doug, just to jump in here a little bit, yeah, but this yeah. is set back in sort of 15th Absolutely. century. Okay. So we're talking... Bows, arrows, quivers. Yeah, there may be a little bit of like creation of new technologies in there, like you see with these type of movies. Like it's like Mm. I call I call this gunpowder, or you know whatever it is. I like I feel like that there would be a little bit of that like nod to like modern technology in there, definitely. But it would be still set in that time. Okay, I don't have to completely rewrite mine. Very good. Okay. Yeah, I like I like the knights the knights tale aspect of yours. I really like that because it was very clever. Like when knights tale came out, it was a very clever concept about bringing all this modern stuff down and applying it to that time period. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, it's weird that we don't have more of that. I, it's really weird we don't have more of that. <clears throat> yeah, like that, I can hear uh, ACDC yeah, dirty I mean, dirty deeds the, done real cheap. Even the just, soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, no, and that's 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 the way that I'd be going with it too. And I like the like uh, I was umming and ahhing about having an American director, but I do want a little bit of that broad comedy in there. I think that would be a lot of fun. So yeah, I like it. Moving on, which one of you guys wants to go next? Well, I'll I'll go. I'll jump in. I, I feel it needs to be you, Lachlan, to <laughs> to <laughs> basically you know. <laughs> All right. Space things out or also make, you know, some filling for this sandwich because the top and the bottom are going to, you know, taste very similar. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully the, hopefully the middle is just not just another slice of bread. Okay, so here we go. So, my pitch, my elevator pitch is that it's set in present day and it takes a lot of its uh, ideas from this idea that Robin Hood was a moniker. It was a name that was given to a group of different people doing different things and essentially the pitch is that in a small rural northern town village in england a corrupt cop and a drug dealer have taken over this this small town and essentially holding this town to ransom and uh, and a local arborist for the local council while he's cutting down a couple of trees 
discovers a essentially within a tree <laughs> trunk a hoard of all like journals and papers and and bits and pieces of a of a group called the Merry Men and essentially gets into this idea of oh the, the you know Robin Hood used to once and and taking on this mantle as as the new Robin Hood for this area and then sets about taking down this this drug dealer and corrupt cop. I would have as the director of this film. It 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 does sound like a comedy, but I but I would play it more a little bit more in the way that V for Vendetta was played in that it was and so the reason I say V for Vendetta is because my director would be uh, James McTeague Teague <laughs> who directed V for Vendetta. McTeague, yeah. And that concept of you would have the flashbacks to the Merry Men and the story of how, I think it would be a story of how the stories we've told in the past can sometimes help us with the situations we find ourselves in in the present. And that would be a through line through this. Again, coming back to that okay. idea of is it still relevant? I would have as my lead, I would have Jimmy Simpson from Westworld and Perpetual Grace. Okay. Uh, who in uh, in Westworld he played William, the real timid, shy guy. And uh, as uh, little John, I would have Will Poulter, who was in Son of Rambo. He was the <laughs> guy who was making the film in Son of Rambo. And he's also, uh, and he'd be quite hot property because he's just been announced uh, as a big role in the Amazon Lord of the Rings series. So uh, they oh, okay. they would be my two, uh, and as the as the corrupt cop, I would have uh, Martin Freeman. Nice. I would have Martin Freeman as my. See, I can uh, get behind that. Cop. I would like Martin Freeman as a bit of a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see Martin Freeman as a baddie. I really yeah. do. Yeah, because he's he's not he's never really played it. No, but he always kind of feels it. Like I keep feeling like he's he. He's going to murder someone or he has something dodgy on his laptop. He just seems like that type of guy. <laughs> um, and as my, as my, so he would be essentially my sheriff of Nottingham and my uh, Prince John uh, drug dealer character would be Reese Ivans, who from Notting Hill and uh, Spider-Man who played the yeah. lizard. Okay. So, and uh, Boat That Rocked. Oh yeah. yes. So yeah. So he would be my yes, yes, my bit yes. of a. It was initially. I've actually crossed out in my notes Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I did it before, <laughs> <laughs> but but Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were down as as the two bad guys in it. But, so, but you would be playing um, them as serious I, characters. I would. Yeah, I would give them okay. a bit of a go at, at being well, not totally serious um, in the way that you know in V Vendetta the bad guys in V Vendetta. I mean, yeah, I, I do have a couple of questions. It's a bit weird. I, do. I mean, he's making eggies and baskets. You know, <laughs> like that's a. Um, Mike, uh, the question I have first of all, I think your pitch is the first pitch in history that has the words a local council arborist in it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that it was looks really weird on paper too. It looks weird on paper, mm-hmm. but uh, like I could see uh, if you, if you were pitching your movie <laughs> as a comedy, I could definitely see it. I don't know, like I I I feel like it would work as a comedy because you could have him it, almost this like role playing feel to him, almost like how Super has. I mean, obviously Super Super Dark. But I'm talking about mm. the James Gunn film with um, uh, Nathan Fillion's in that movie how he's role-playing the superhero character. Like, I could feel that, like, this guy kind of has, like, a a delusion of being greater than his job and bumbling his way through Mm. it almost. Like, Mm. would that... You're not seeing it that way, though? You're seeing that he would, like, do some physical training and sort of montage it? Yeah. 
I think I wouldn't want it that way. And I, I think the Does reason- Ellen Page still get a face shot off? Like, no, not in this Jeez. film. Um, I think, I, I don't know. The, uh, thing, I think the thing I like about this idea is that it, it is going to root itself in this stories we tell ourselves can sometimes help us in the, in the present. And I think rather than a, like a bumbling or a, a guy who goes, no, I'm going to try and be this hero. I think it's about finding that, you know, why every single person, and that's why I think the Robin Hood myth has succeeded because it is about the okay. underdog. It's about the person who just suddenly goes, I've had enough times. The time has come to do something about it. Yeah. And so I, I think he would fail because, and, and, oh, that's the other part of my pitch that I haven't actually pitched is the ending. And I know that you don't normally pitch the ending, you know, in the pitch, but in all of the tales, the death of Robin Hood is that he bleeds to death. He calls for uh, little John, little John arrives yep. too late and he lifts little John up onto his shoulder and, and lets Robin fire one more arrow and where the arrow lands is where he supposedly has been buried. buried. I mean, what a badass like last <laughs> moment, you know, to be like, Over here's there. this guy who, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bury, bury me under the tree that I found all this stuff in. Yeah. And I mean, th- that would be a cool ending. And I think as hard, it would be hard to pull off as a serious film. Uh, it wouldn't be easy. Would you have flashbacks? And if so, would the flashbacks be repeating the same actors? Like, would you have, you know, the arborist of today be Robin Hood back in the flashback and the John character from today be the little John character from the flashback? Mm. Would you have it like that? No, I don't think I would have it like that. I think I would have it as a... I think that would take away a little bit from the... From what the character's going through in the present. Um... I would probably have it if, if we're being honest, because I, I did think about that and I would cast uh, again Westworld and he played next to this guy really well in Westworld is uh, his name escapes me at the moment. Um, he, he was in Westworld and he plays the the brother-in-law of, of William's character who, who takes him to the park. But uh, yeah, I think having, having a more confident cocky person in the past would give him someone to sort of go, well, I'm not going to go down that path, but I want to go down a similar helping people path. And I think okay. that- This is like a hard movie to watch. Well, well not, not hard in a sense. Like it's just, it's a sit down and think sort of one, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's, it's not going to be the, yeah. It's not like a big action set. Catch movie up afterwards, like a, drink some coffee, yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Like a PG movie. It wouldn't be necessarily like a hard on the action type of film. It would be more about the- the art of the storytelling and, and like the, yeah. the correlations between the past and the present. Okay. Yeah. You, you're going yep. for, I guess, like what could be considered a little bit more of the high art sort of aspect or the meta text of, of Robin Hood in that sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's, yeah. I don't want to tell- You're making it for all the other English teachers out there. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, this, this is a very- This is, does sound like- It's it a does very sound English like that, teacher but- avenue to go down. It's not, not, <laughs> really not saying that in a necessarily a bad way. It's just like, it's a very, like it's meta. You're going to take all your year nine students, all your year nine students are going to go on a field trip or a, <laughs> an excursion to go see it. And they're going to have to write a report about it. Yeah, damn straight they are. Next week. Isn't it? Locked it. <laughs> yeah, damn straight they are. Yeah. No. no, but I think it is It is something. It's a story that you're right, Doug, can only be told in so many ways. And so I yeah. didn't want to, like, my pitch, and this is nothing, like, because your pitch has been great. I can't wait to hear John's. 
the pitch I wanted to You've make heard was it, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, pitch <I> wanted, <laughs> the pitch I wanted to make was something that was a little bit different. And V for Vendetta yeah. has was is such a great film in terms of telling stories and exploring that idea, and very similar idea. Yeah, you know, Guy Fawkes is probably held up there as an English folk hero, just like Robin Hood is in a lot yeah. of in a lot of regards. So would be interesting, but. What I'm interested in is John's pitch. Guys, I didn't want to want to do this, but you've forced my hand, really. No, no um, Harrison Ford. No Harrison Ford, John. No, no. it's it, no. it is. It's Harrison Natalie, Ford in Natalie, space. Natalie Portman is Meg Marion. <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. I'd watch it. That's just wrong. I'd watch it. So, I, I'm assuming, <laughs> John, that like I, I feel like I've stolen a bit of your thunder. But y- 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 give us the pitch. Give us the full Look, pitch. Look, y- you haven't you haven't stolen everything, Doug. I will awesome. go back to my original notes. Yeah. Uh, I am going to set mine in in modern times, and much like oh, yourself, cool. Doug, I'm I'm going to transform this into a a heist film. Yeah. Much like you, sort of an Ocean Eleven's Italian Job, that kind of vibe. Um, but basically, the way I wanted to set it was played as more of an everyday man. So, mm-hmm. like a um, blue-collar worker. Works in this big sort of conglomerate where a hostile takeover happens and the new CEO comes in and cuts costs, basically fires an entire maintenance team, which consists of Robin Hood, Little John, um, Scarlet, who I thought would be it'd be cool to have her play. Will Scarlet be played by a lady and just be called Scarlet? I yeah. thought that would be interesting. Absolutely. They're going to use their inner knowledge of the building because they're part of the maintenance crew is to sneak into the CEO's, CEO's office, get into his safe, steal all his um, bonds like out of Die Hard and, you know, pay off all the workers that have been wrongfully, you know, thrown out. Yeah, exactly. And that was basically my pitch. So uh, a little bit different. Hey, John, yeah, I, like, I like your pitch a lot. I think it's really smart and, and intelligent. I know oh, you I put a lot you of do. thought into it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but oh, I, I mean, did. it is different because you have transposed it into sort of a modern time as well. Yeah. Um, and I think by, by the sounds of it, you've got a little bit more of like a, um, uh, I feel like it's got a little bit more of a modern twist on it, which allows it to sort of feed into some of the ideas that people have about um, wealth in today's society as well, which I think is really, really cool. I'm interested to know who your director is. I actually wanted to um, direct... Uh, let me grab my notes here. Uh, Shane Black. Oh, yeah. Oh, good choice. He's directed a few movies I don't like, and he's directed a lot of movies I do like. So Just curious, what be, movies um, of his didn't you like? The Predator. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's about it, actually. <laughs> that's about it. No, you know, I like The Nice Guys, and I thought he did a good job of Iron Man 3, and I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is, is probably one of his classic. best yeah. ones. So, like you, Doug, I went for an all-British cast. Except for this, the uh, the Prince John, who I've just named CEO, and the sheriff, who I've, I've made American, just because I think again watching the old James Bonds, they always seem to make fun of the Americans. Yeah. I don't know why. Whether it's that whole British versus America thing, <laughs> it's that otherness as well. Yeah, yeah. For my Robin, who actually picked Daniel Radcliffe from Oh yeah, um, oh, because only I've I've been watching Miracle Workers. Yeah. I love that. I show. You guys have seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And he kind of, that's, that's how I'd want him played as someone kind of like that. Nice. So, kind of forcing so the situation. taking it less of that sort of slick charismatic guy and making him more of that like guy forced into a situation kind of bumbling his way through it. Exactly. Yeah. The accidental yeah. hero. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, little John, uh, who's kind of more of a big brother figure. I wanted to have Gerard Butler play him. Um, Will Scarlet, who's now just going to be called Scarlet, is as 
previously discussed is going to be um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, awesome. Um, the main baddie. I, the May baddie, I wanted to get Brian Cranston in oh, as nice. the evil uh, yeah. CEO yeah. Nice. coming in. And this is, I, now I'm going to get his name wrong. Um, the Sheriff, I want to be played by Giovanni Ribisky. Ribisi. Ribisky. Ribisi. Ribisi. Yeah. Am I saying it right? Yep. Giovanni Ribisi. I love him in Ted and I just, <laughs> I'd have him play the exact same character pretty much. And um, my main Marion would be played by Felicity Jones. Uh, I don't know if you yeah. guys know her. She's from Star Wars Rogue One. Yep. Um, and she, I'd have her pitched as the secretary to the new CEO, but the sort of the inside mole. Oh, that helps the guys get everything out. Yeah. So I, that's my pitch. Actually, John, like... Very similar to yours, though. There, there is a similarity in the, the the plot of it, but in terms of the like the feel of it, I think that it's very, very different. Like, I don't think it's as mm. similar as you th- first thought. I actually, I had trouble trying to figure out like a modern retelling of it. Um, I had real trouble trying to figure out like a setting and a place and a feel for it. But you've kind of, you've found like a good niche for it. I quite like it. I, I think what's really interesting, the, the way that we've sort of, we have these different perspectives. I think me and John have a bit of a similar perspective in terms of like having this action blockbuster type feel to it. And Lachlan, you've kind of gone with a more sort of uh, a a think piece, if you will. Like you've got that more thought provoking idea of like looking at the way that we tell stories and the way that Robin Hood is a character that exists through the telling of stories through time and time and time again. Yeah. Um, So I I mean, let's let's call it. Yeah, let's call it for what it is. It's an English teacher writing a script, and (laughs) and. And, and that's and but that's true. Like that's that's you know. There's nothing wrong with that. It sounds like a, a video essay from Nerdwriter. Like you know, that's, that's entertaining. <laughs> but also, like I mean, uh, we've only done a couple of episodes so far, but we have gone for big action movies. Like we've gone for these big sort of like uh, spectacles, um, and that's not necessarily all that is what film is about. So I I, I do like that we're kind of. We're starting to think outside the box about how we're pitching these movies and about how we're going about recreating these characters or recreating these movies or um, video games and and the like. So um, I, I got to admit that I was a little bit sort of turned off at the beginning of it, but I'm I'm starting to warm up to it a little bit more. Um, and John, yes, Doug. Um, I was going to say that um, I think that Brian Cranston would be the ultimate like yeah. villain in that. Like he's so arch. I love that. I love he really that. is. Yeah, I could. I could just see him just being the cut all of them, get rid of them. <laughs> Let's hire children. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, We're yeah. outsourcing to China. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> I think it. that's really really cool. I, I really dig that. If uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put out my vote for a movie, and for once, I'm not actually gonna vote for my own. I do like my own movie, by the way, but. I think that I would like to see Lachlan's movie get made. Oh, okay. I, I see your movie as a smaller indie type film, though. Like, I would I would yeah. see it in that context. I wouldn't see it in, like, a larger context. I would be... It's, it's the type of movie that I would travel up to, like, you know, the small 30-seat 30, 30 cinema up in Brisbane and watch it with, like, five other people in the... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it would be yeah, that type the, of movie. Yeah. The trailer's definitely got like a monster of men's monsters of men song in it somewhere. Yes, it's, 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 it's got you know ukulele, just acoustic ukulele. <laughs> yeah, it's very indie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, okay. I mean, mine's not going to make any money. Like that's 
<laughs> that's the that's I think the big thing. It'll probably break. But even. do indie movies make money, Lachlan? Do they really? I mean, the, the old one does. But the accolades, the awards. Oh yeah, you get to go to France. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jim, Jimmy Simpson. He might get he might get a <laughs> he might get an Oscar for this. Like if he plays his car right. No, he won't get an Oscar. He'll, but it's um, I'd like to see I'd like to see Johns. I think Johns. Um, given uh, you, your director was Shane Black, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. And so there's enough. I think your film um, would, like stylistically, I really like the idea of medieval, like Doug's. I like the idea of that setting with you know postmodern elements. I really like that, and I love it, and I dig it. Money wise, mm. John's yours is just going to make a shiitake amount of, uh, amount of money because of your cast and because I, of. Uh, I will agree with that, yeah. Mm. But to be honest, I, I would probably actually see yours, Lachlan. I mean, yeah. If yeah. look, if I'm a studio exec, I would I'd put mine out in summer, and yeah, we would make some money. But I would still like to see yours, Lachlan. I really would. It's got me like everyone else. I wasn't quite sure about it at first, but I feel like it's one of those ones. How it's like 2 a.m. in the morning and you're like, you know what? I've heard about this movie. You have to be in the right frame of mind to see it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You go, I've got half a bottle of wine left. Yeah. The kid's asleep for now. You know. <laughs> gonna, I want to feel adult. see what this is all about. <laughs> it, it, it would feel like true grit. If, you know, like the, the Coen brothers' true grit. You know how, uh, and I think all three of us, it was like, it literally was one o'clock in the morning and we'd just come back from somewhere. It was We were at John's and we went, let's just watch- True grit, True grit, and we all fell asleep halfway through it. And <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I feel but like. We picked it up movie. again in we our did, own private did. time, yeah. and then we did. And then we around the water it. cooler, we discussed like, oh yeah, we did finish that movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's but that that I feel is what Robin Hood. So that's what Robin yeah. Hood has sort of become is a story mm. that's. You're right. It's been told many, many times before. I mean, Marvel yeah. owes. I mean, DC literally owns I mean, one of their. Literally, char- Green of their Arrow is. Uh, yeah. Word like the exact replica of Robin Hood. Like, there's no originality in that at all. But yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. I, I Joys of a public domain character. Mm. My name hey, is John. This is Doug. This is Lachlan, and I just wanted to say this is the Never Showing. Never Showing. I believe they call this the Never Showing. And welcome to the Never Showing podcast. Please continue to listen. We do all our own stunts. Well, that's all the pictures and time we have for this week. But it doesn't have to stop here. Head over to our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All three of us are ready and waiting to discuss all things film, television, and pop culture. We also want to hear about your pictures and ideas. If you've got your own take on this week's film, we would love to hear it. And we'll be back next week with more movies and more pictures. So join us here again for the Never Showing Podcast. Your company is always welcome, especially yours, Harrison Ford. Oh, God, no. Oh, Oh my god, he does this every time. He doesn't care. Anyway, until next time, I'm Doug. I'm Lachlan. And I'm John. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Have a beautiful time.